Greetings, Rise from Stuff Warrior. I am coming to you today from behind a brand new mic and I'm loving the improvement in sound quality. Hope your ears are happy with the improvement as well. Oh, moving on. All right. Today, we're starting a five-part series that reveals the one secret to rising from stuck. Whether you find yourself stuck in despair, hopelessness, sin, an identity crisis, or straight up fear, these emotions can cripple us and keep us from moving forward. But there is always one thing we can do, no matter what kind of emotional state of stuck we are in, to ignite our rise. If you guessed, go to God, you are right. This is thus our Go to God series. In it, we'll look at five people from the Bible and their go-to-God prayers to help us learn how to go to God and seek his guidance in our quest to rise from stuck. Today, we start with a despair. When you're stuck in the depths of despair, it's easier to wallow in your misery and spin stories that make your misery multiply than it is to stop the spiral, seek God, and take some sort of forward action. So what can you do when you're drowning in despair, feeling as though you've been swallowed up by the woes of life and can see no way out in the midst of the darkness? You go to God like Jonah did. The way he turned to God in the midst of his darkness is the kind of action that sparks lasting change. I had to go to God like Jonah did just last week when the woes of my job crushed me in a way I've never been crushed before. It was a dark and scary place and I didn't like being there. And if you don't like being in your state of stuck, stay tuned. I'll share my story as well as Jonah's to help you find your way out as well. All right, enough preamble. Let's get to it. It's time to rise from stuck with Bonnie Jean Schaefer, author, trainer, and servant of God. If you find yourself filled with big dreams, but stuck in dreaming, learning, planning mode, too trapped by your fears, doubts, and excuses to take confident, consistent action, then this is the podcast for you. In it, we're going to build a foundation and framework for our lives that aligns with God and His desires for us, and create systems that make action inevitable. We'll also let ourselves live adventurously along the way. This journey may be a bumpy ride, but as we learn to trust God, respect our strengths, and do the work our dreams require, we're going to build confidence, courage, and consistency in the pursuit of God and our dreams. So strap into God's Word, grab onto my hand, and let's rise from stuck together. Have you ever had one of those weeks where everything seems to be going well? I mean, things you've prayed about and desired are coming to pass, and your life is on this upward trajectory? Then the very next week, something happens to send your emotions crashing into the depths of despair. I'm raising my hand because that's how the last two weeks have been for me. Two weeks ago, I had a job interview that seemed to go well. I was told I would be getting a second interview and was looking forward to moving into a job that would tap into my sense of adventure. Two days after that interview, the adoption committee met and approved my sisters and I to be the adoptive home for our four foster kids. Considering the oldest two have been with us for over five years, this was a major milestone. Then two days after that, we gathered with family and friends to celebrate my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. 50 years! And throughout the week, I had the opportunity to guest post and teach all week in a thriving community of female Christian entrepreneurs. It was a really good week. Then last week, one week after the interview, I got an email informing me I wouldn't be getting that second interview after all. The light of hope I had for escaping this current role as a claims adjuster extinguished. 
The weight of my workload combined with the agony of not knowing where to go from here set me spiraling into a deep, dark, emotional pit of despair. And I got stuck there for an afternoon. Although I was perfectly safe in my comfy desk chair while I was typed away on my computer and answered phone calls for my job, my chest felt like an invisible force was pressing on it. As the afternoon wore on and my thoughts spun tales of woe within me, my chest got tighter and tighter. As soon as my workday ended, I ran away from my computer into the great outdoors, let the tears flow, and did the only thing I knew to do talk to God. I talked to him about where I thought he was leading me, and I didn't understand why he closed this door. I thought God was leading me out of this job into something fresh and new and exciting, but now I found myself in a dark place, unsure where to go, what to do, or where I belong. Then he reminded me that he is leading me into something fresh and new and exciting. This podcast and my publishing business. This podcast is my outlet for teaching and training you to be productive while remaining grounded in your faith in the pursuit of your dreams. And my publishing business is the vehicle I get to use to publish fun fantasy stories as well as books and courses and programs that teach what I know from what God is teaching me about faithful and productive Christian living. Through time and prayer over this past week, God has helped me realize a few things. Realize a few things. First, my ability to perform well in my work role does not define my self-worth. How I show up to work every day and the attitude with which I work is what matters. Yes, I'm struggling to keep up with the workload. So are most of my coworkers. It's a lot. But as long as I show up on time, work with focused intensity, and give my best every day, I'm living a life that pleases God. And second, if I'm giving my best and not meeting the metrics, I can still cash my paycheck with a clear conscience knowing I am doing my all and giving my best. And that's also a clue that I'm playing the wrong game and need to find a job that plays more effectively to my strengths. It's kind of like the difference between sports. I mean, in high school, I was on the basketball team and could play some decent defense. But overall, I was just not a good basketball player. Doesn't mean I wasn't a good athlete. I just didn't shine in basketball. And when I hit the softball field, though, I was a completely different athlete. I mean, that was the sport where I could excel. I had more experience as a softball player, and I was just better suited to that sport. Work-wise, I'm in the wrong role for me. My job doesn't play to my creative and teaching leadership strengths. And here's the key. It's not the work God is calling me to do. I've gotten myself stuck in this job because I haven't been consistently doing the work my dreams require. I've let the stress of this job consume me, rather than faithfully following God's call. I know of someone else who found himself in the depths of despair because he chose to run away from God's call on his life. Jonah. God told Jonah exactly where to go and precisely what to say when he got there. I mean, you can't get a more clear calling than the kind of call God gave to Jonah. Yet Jonah chose to keep God's message to himself and flee from the place where God told him to go. He blatantly refused to obey and ended up stuck on a boat in the middle of a raging sea. And Jonah was a smart guy. He knew God well enough to know that God was angry with him for running in the opposite direction of where God commanded him to go. He knew God controlled the sea and the wind and the rain and that the storm raging around him was meant to consume him, with nowhere to go 
accept his doom. He was ready to accept his punishment for disobedience and told the other guys on the ship to just toss him overboard. To their credit, they didn't want to. They didn't want Jonah to die or to be the cause of his death. But when they realized their choice was to sacrifice one man or all die together, they sacrificed the one man. They thought they were sacrificing him anyway, and Jonah had to have thought he was going to die upon leaving the safety of the ship. I wonder if he repented before hitting the water. I wonder if his soul was sorry for his disobedience. Or was he resigned to his fate and considered himself a victim of his own circumstances? What would you do if you found yourself stuck on a boat today in the middle of a storm sent by God to punish you for your failure to obey his call on your life? Would you repent? Would you take responsibility for your actions or lack thereof? Or would you continue to wallow in your woes and blame your circumstances for your state of stuck? We do see that Jonah repented. Eventually, expecting to die when thrown overboard, Jonah was swallowed by a giant fish instead. Talk about being stuck in the depths of despair. I mean, he was in a place with no windows, no lights, no bathroom, no shower, no food, no water, no cell phone. No TV, no computer, no people. It was the ultimate form of solitary confinement. Only worse, when he was covered in gut slime, surrounded by dead fish and sea garbage. And the smell. I mean, fish smell bad enough on the outside. I can't even begin to imagine what one smells like on the inside. And he didn't have to deal with that smell for an hour or two. He lived like that for three days and three nights. He was supposed to be dead, but here he was, stuck living some sort of half-life in the belly of a fish. No one would be coming to rescue him. No one knew he was alive. No one could hear his screams or see his tears. No one except God. It took Jonah three days and three nights of agony, but he finally prayed to God. Jonah chapter 2. Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out for help from deep inside Sheol. You heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas, and the current overcame me. All your breakers and your billows swept over me. But I said, I have been banished from your sight. Yet I will look once more towards your holy temple. The water engulfed me up to the neck. The watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foundations of the mountains. The earth's gates shut behind me forever. Then you raised my life from the pit. Lord my God! As my life was fading away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Those who cherish worthless idols abandon their faithful love. But as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Get up, go to the great city of Nineveh, and preach the message that I tell you. Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's command. So in that prayer, we see that Jonah had a change of heart. He determined to surrender, 
to obey, to change, to follow God's call. Do you find yourself stuck in the depths of despair? Go to God like Jonah did. Call to the Lord in your distress. Cry out for help. In that cry, honestly assess your circumstances. Talk through your woes. Remember your Lord. Surrender to his will. Obey his call. Use the strengths he has given you to fulfill the ministry he has appointed for you in the form of your hopes and dreams. The God who knows all, sees all, and forgives all. Heard his prophet Jonah's prayer. He will hear and answer yours too. He gave Jonah a second chance, and this time Jonah obeyed. And in 2 Kings 14, we see God was able to continue to use Jonah during the reign of Jeroboam, even after this original debacle here. Like Jonah, God is giving me a second chance. Okay, it's more like my 3,497th chance. I mean, I'm stuck in a job that causes me distress because I've been running from his call. He's called me to write, to teach, to train, to lead. I've felt stuck in every job I've had because none of the jobs in my weird career history have played to my strengths as an author, a teacher, and a trainer. No job I escape to from here can provide that sense of belonging and purpose I crave because no job will be able to fulfill the call on my life, like the work I'm doing right now through this podcast. God is calling me to surrender to his leading, to trust him, to respect my strengths, to do the writing, teaching, and leadership work my dreams require. He's calling me to be someone different than I am today. He's calling me to be an author of action and adventure fantasies. He's calling me to be a teacher of mindset, performance, and productivity systems that are grounded in his absolute truth. He's calling me to be his loyal, humble, faithful servant who takes confident, consistent action toward her dreams and follows through with the work he is giving me to do. Who is he calling you to be? Go to God like Jonah did. Surrender to his leading. Commit to following through with the work he has given you to do. Then go do one thing today that demonstrates your faith and commitment. My one thing is this podcast. What's yours? Join me over in the Rise from Stuck Warrior community to let me know. The link's in the show notes. And if you need a guide for how to go to God, what what kind of prayer you you need to have to help you rise from stuck, uh, check out the Rise from Stuck starter kit. Got a template in there with some prayer prompts for you at bonniejeanshafer.com. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you next time for part two of our Go to God series. Bye-bye. If this episode inspired you, challenged you, or taught you something, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to rise from stuff to discover the show. After you leave that review, I challenge you to go do one thing that will take you closer to God and your dreams today.